0: This, 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 this is is mythical. mythical. Before we get started, we wanna let you know that Ear Biscuits is supported by Pocket. Pocket is your space to absorb all the amazing content that you find on the web. You can fill the Pocket app with those articles, long reads, and videos that catch your eye and create a quiet, clutter-free corner to focus on your interests where you can absorb knowledge without distraction. For example, this is a cool feature.
1: Any article you've saved can be read out loud so the rest of you is free to cook, commute, work out, walk, or just relax and listen. Basically, you're converting an article into a podcast. It's pretty cool. If it's in your pocket, it's on all your devices so you can take advantage of any spare moment to fit more reading into your life,
0: even when you're offline. Transform the way you read with Pocket from Firefox. Download it free from the Android or iOS app stores or at getpocket.com. Now on with the biscuit. Welcome to Ear Biscuits, I'm Link. And I'm Rhett. This week at the Round Table of Dim Lighting, we are exploring the question, what happened to toys? (laughs) And we were just saying,
1: wouldn't it be funny if you just like, you just go up to somebody a friend, acquaintance, family member, acquaintance. And you're just like, "You know what? I got this nagging question. What what happened to toys?" Because listen, something happened. A lot happened, y'all. Okay. And we're going to get into it. Um Possibly. I'm also looking forward to getting into our past lives as children when we played with toys, when toys were still toys and we play, at least I did. I'm actually curious cuz I have a th- I have some thoughts about you and I'm I think i'm I have an idea about red as a child that I remember that may not even be true, but toys okay t- toys have changed it probably isn't true toys have changed but I'm interested do in they what it even is. exist anymore by by my definition I don't know is it is it a long lost thing that we can only experience through nostalgia over the course of this podcast? I can't wait,
0: little reminiscing, a little conjecturing as always, conjecturing, pulling things directly out of our butts and putting them on the internet uh, and hoping that it will change lives. Yep. One pulled out of our butt at a time, a life has changed. I'm, and I am going to begin holding the microphone like this. Okay. That's my new thing. All right. Because I wanna be able to tell Well, your
1: listener, I just want you to know that Rhett is now holding and hovering
0: his microphone above the the round table. And I may do a little mini bicep curl. Did you say this week at the round table the dim light? You didn't even say that. You know what? I did say it and I've noticed something and it's been happening more and more often. You may need to go to the doctor. I know what you're talking about. Lately, I we've been saying something and then in the middle of it's it. It's so cliche. You say. Did you just say that? Did you just say that? Yeah. And I definitely did say it. I Maybe it is a problem. I mean, it's, it's happening weekly now. I feel like I'm crumbling. <laughs>
1: Definitely emotionally after what happened last night. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna link the two because I think that well, I've never heard you use your name as a verb. I'm still kind of re- uh, I'm reeling, man. Do that more often. And I'm glad you were there. to,
0: I, I I'm ready for well, you to tell me. <laughs>
1: oh, that's so stupid. Yeah.
0: Well, I thought that's what we're doing. Okay. Now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I, I'm still not over what happened, and I'm sorry if you don't wanna hear us talk about magic and our interactions with it again, but that's not really what this is about. Yes, what happened last night did happen at
0: a visit to the Magic Castle with our friends. Which has become just a regular haunt of ours now. <laughs> <laughs> we got so many people but I, I am, wanna go to the I Magic am Castle. Honestly Reeling,
1: and I know it's also funny, but I feel like i'm try- is it better if if I tell the story or if you tell the story from your perspective because uh it's probably better if I tell it okay <laughs> <laughs> i think, I agree with that, so tell it from your perspective, I'll just try not to interject too much just to clarify what was going on inside my mind at the time, and
0: again, not to shatter the illusion that this is recorded on the the date that you're hearing it uh for us, we're recording this. Right around Halloween, uh, which means that we went to. But it's not dated because no one's heard it until right
1: now we're right, here. Yeah, it. yeah. I'm not worried about that's it. That's all that matters. I'm just it's letting fresh, you know.
0: It's fresh and only for you. So at the Magic Castle around Halloween, they have a special thing that they do. It basically, they call it a murder mystery, and you can wear, you know, you can dress up, you can wear costumes. And another thing that happens is that the performers. Uh, the magicians are all in costume as well and in character. They're not just normal magicians. Which is cool. Uh, I will say that we completely ab- is it? abandoned, and never even really started the murder mystery thing. They gave us like a list of clues and you had to go read something. And I was like, ah, this, I don't wanna think this much at the Magic Castle. So we abandoned that. Apparently I didn't either. But we went to the uh, close up Magic Gallery, which is our favorite place. That's the place Earth. where some, our friend almost got into a fist fight with Jason Sudeikis. Uh, it holds a special place in our hearts. And the guy gets up there and he is pretending to be Sherlock Holmes, putting on a British accent, dressed as Holmes himself and he begins to go through his act and he's putting in, it all in terms of like solving clues and you know intuition that Sherlock Holmes would have. I would say he was good.
1: I I would say he was good, I would say he was very
0: good. Yeah, I mean, he's a professional magician as far as I could tell. But even the comedic banter, I thought was a nice aspect of it. Um, And then, of course, for at least half of his act, he requires volunteers from the audience. Now Link is sitting on the first row in a very small, this place holds like 20 people, so it's very small. And if you listen to the other
1: magic podcast, you know that Last time I was standing in the back and I still got made a fool out of.
0: Yeah. I became the butt of the joke and I was happy. I was happy to be that. So or- he gets to this one trick and um, he says, for this I need a volunteer and he, <clears throat> you can see there's five people sitting on the front row, Link is one of those, and he kinda looks at the five people and he avoids the people directly in front of him because he had just used those two people, two of our friends, for the previous trick. Mm-hmm. So he's got it, the three people he's choosing from. And he looks at our friend Jenny, and she, um, as he looks at her, she's going, <laughs> She's just shaking her head and <laughs> kind of looking down. Verily, very, very uh, emphatically saying, Do not pick me. It's like when a horse makes that <laughs> sound. But I will say, She did that most silently. But she didn't <clears throat> make I will a horse say sound. that he looked at you first. Yeah. Now, you had also just done something in the previous trick <clears throat> where somebody had to say when they were going to stop. They said, when you, say stop when you're compelled to stop. And
1: she didn't. She never said stop, so I said stop! And I thought that was a funny joke Link, to compel Link her to stop. grabbed
0: the arm of the volunteer. Who was a friend of ours. And said, stop! I thought it was funny. And then he you could kinda see that the guy, when he began to figure out who he was gonna choose for the next trick, he looked at you and was like, not the guy that just, Interjected himself into this previous trick. He goes over to Jenny. She shakes her head, and then he's kind of at a loss. Is he going to go beyond you out to where Christy was sitting, mm-hmm. and then he just lands back on you, reluct, very reluctantly. And as he was picking you, I was thinking inside, no, 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 God, don't pick, don't pick him, don't pick him, don't pick him. If it, if this trick, I wasn't wanting
1: to be picked
0: by the way. If this trick, I wasn't asking for it. Requires a person to do things that a normal human being would do in response to a magician. You've made a mistake, that's what I was thinking. You know, again, the 95 out of 100 times that you pick somebody, they're gonna do the thing that the magician wants, and I know that you're in the elite by 5%, I'll call it, uh, of people who are not going to behave normally, for a number of reasons. So the trick was. I don't know the reasons. The trick was, he put a cup of colored markers in front of Link and then let's call them sharpies and then not a sponsor and then gave Link a pad of paper that had three shapes on it circle a square and a rectangle and he said sir what i want you to do is i want you to take one of the markers out of the cup any color you want and choose to color any of the shapes that you want no no he didn't say that he said i'm
1: going to turn around and well, yeah. choose a marker. And then he said, color the triangle.
0: Oh, he told you which with was your it. marker. He was like, pick. But yeah. he didn't say the color. Color the triangle any color you want. And then he's he's also facing away from us and he's coloring. Now, right at the very beginning, you picked up a marker and then put it back down and got another marker. And at that point. Is that a crime? At that point, I figured that probably screwed this guy up. <laughs> Right, because it's probably based. I don't know how the trick works, but it has something to do with him knowing what you've chosen. And if you don't, if you choose two of them, his whole trick is screwed. Right. All I knew was that everybody was watching
1: me pick a marker. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like fluttering my hand over the marker, and yeah. with, and then I'm like being a little extra. I agree. And then, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, I'm, am I gonna choose this one? No. And then I let go of it and I chose another one. And then he said, color the triangle and I did it. And then two more times, did the same thing. And I'm just thinking, I'm just choosing markers, man. No, I will I'm, say. I'm trying to be fun, I'm trying to have silly. I'm yep. trying to have fun and be silly. You're have silly if you
0: want. But I wasn't trying to do, I, I had no ill intent. You were not, you didn't think. Honestly. That the trick hinged on you just grabbing a marker and holding it up because you're supposed how, to hold it up. How could it? Uh, and I'll say, because he continued on with the trick, I was like, oh, okay, maybe
1: he didn't screw it up. Yeah, I did this three times, guys. I picked three different markers and colored the
0: three different shapes. And As, then, he, as he continued to color shapes. After all three shapes were colored and the magician had colored his shapes, as he turned around and faced us, I saw a look in his face um, of utter disappointment. He knew that his trick had failed, busted, and he knew that it was your fault. The funny thing is, I didn't know. By the way, all the all the shakes were colored different colors <laughs> than mine, and I was still hoping that it was part of the trick. And then he just put it down on the floor. He, and he put like, it on the floor. And he said, "Usually that's very impressive."
1: Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> but he said a few more things, and he put it on the floor, and then he continues with his act. Yeah. So then at the very end, he did like two more things. They were great. I'm laughing, just having a having a silly time, balling, and then balling. Then I realize he's done. He's like said his last thing. It's over. He's like telling everybody goodbye. You can stand up. Here's the exit. And I'm and then I say, hold on a second. I know that I didn't that I colored that exactly how you told me to. So I, I know I didn't do something wrong. So why don't you show me the show me the picture that you really drew? And then he said. That was it. And at that moment, after everyone else had already long realized this, I realized I blew his trick. It took me that long to, to realize That's when it. you realized That's it? when I realized, because I thought when he's, oh, uh, he's doing the long play, at the very end, he's gonna be like, and you know what? I do have the one that is exactly like his. I had that much faith in the guy. Oh. And I also, hmm. because I had no ill intent, I really thought I hadn't screwed up his trick. And then as we're leaving, I'm like, it's really dawning on me and I start turning to everybody in the group and I'm like, I messed up the guy's trick. Yeah. I messed up his trick. And then as I'm doing that, some person not in our group mm-hmm. storms up to me. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was talking to you at the time. Another patron, a woman. I, she was in some sort of a costume but I couldn't tell you what it was.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Go-go dancer maybe? I don't think so. She put her finger in my face. And what did
0: she say? She said, by the way, sir, not cool.
1: Not cool. She said it again.
0: And then we then talked. Then she to,
1: stormed off. We and talked I was to like, our friend. I was like, I, as she was walking off, I was like, I, I didn't mean to.
0: Right, but just to put <laughs> things into perspective, this probably makes sense, but there is a, there is an understanding in the magician's community I don't know what the technical term is for it, but people who know how a trick works, know enough about magic to know how a trick works, and when picked to be a volunteer, purposely foil the trick. yeah. For some own personal gain for, or just to be a troll. And yeah. so lots of people thought that you were a troll, and that woman who is a magician's aficionado, obviously, that's what she was dressed as. Oh, okay, yeah. Kinda looked like a fairy, but. And in retrospect,
1: I, t- I- understand why she did it. Because if you had done it intentionally,
0: it was a complete douche thing to do.
1: And especially at the end when I'm like, hold on, hold on, show the picture because I know I drew it how you told me to. Rubbing it in. And I thought I was giving him an opportunity. I literally, as as stupid as it sounds, I thought I was giving him an opportunity because I thought he was about to, to like blow our minds so one last and time. And you thought
0: it required you to ask. <laughs> I wasn't. You thought part. You thought part I of the was act not, was you. Oh, I have to wait for I him to ask listen, me
1: to finish the trick. I'm like a child well, when, I, when I go into the magic castle. I'm that's like not a child. I do, with childlike wonder, I experience everything. Oh, I'm picking markers. Which one am I going to pick? Maybe this one. Nope, this one. And that's I'm having why so
0: much fun. I would never choose you as if I was doing a trick. But let me but tell he you, no. And he honestly, he did. He tried I not felt to choose you. So bad after this
1: that I was like the, per, the, the person who invited us, like the member, I was like, I went up to her, I was like, Her Listen. reputation is on the line. I was like, I, am, I wanna let you know that I didn't do it intentionally, I am so sorry. I would, and I, you know, and then a few minutes later, I'm like, you know what, I'd like to talk to the guy. Yeah. If there's any way I could talk to him and apologize. That'll make it better. I ended up, she, she came and got me a little bit later and I went out there and he was, Sherlock Holmes was standing out there Mm-hmm. And I was Sad, like, disappointed. Just, yeah, he was apologetic, he's like you know what, I the first thing he said was I should have been more clear and I'm like hold on, no, 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 and then he starts talking, he's like when you picked up the marker and I was like whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know how to do your trick, I don't want to know, I just want you to know, I wanna look into your eyes and I wanna say I did
0: not do that on purpose,
1: I'm just an idiot <laughs> and I'm so sorry.
0: That would be a good I'm t-shirt. So I did not do that on purpose. I'm, I'm just, just an, an idiot. idiot. <laughs> I earned it, man. I felt horrible. I put my forehead on his
1: shoulder. That's yep. how bad I felt. You did that I've on never purpose. done that to a stranger. I was like, that was a little bit later. I was like, I thought I was gonna start crying on the guy's shoulder.
0: Well, that would have been thought excessive. I was
1: a, he probably thought I was a total idiot. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't go to sleep. I was thinking about it. Well, you ha- here's what it was you like. You have a reputation. and, was like, and our whole I- I'm in- group I'm has a reputation. I- I'm now. too
0: impulsive because we were all dressed as the same thing.
1: I, I just, I mean, I- I've experienced a lot of success from just going with it and just being impulsive. But I, I think maybe for the first time, this was a, whoa, buddy, look what you've done now. You've totally shake. You- I could have shaken the foundations of a magician's career.
0: Unintentionally. You did. You did.
1: Well, but it was I- a small audience. I, I think he could.
0: You know, I think it, maybe it's good for him. He, I think he learned a lesson. First of all, go with the instinct to not pick the person that you think is gonna foil the trick and go to the second row. Go beyond the first row. Go to the second or row. Or when that happens, you gotta have a contingency plan. Yeah. You can't be dead in the as water. As soon as you screwed up the trick, my advice would have been as soon as you screwed up the trick, he should have backed out and said something like, something I'm getting funny. some bad juju from you. I'm gonna use this other person. And then we would have been able to see the trick go. But you know what? I, but I, no, nobody intended and it, you didn't have bad intentions. You haven't lived life
1: until you know what it feels like to foil a magician's trick unintentionally. It's like being at a comedy club and a stand-up comedian is up there and you find yourself trying to like stand up, I'm gonna give you a compliment and then you you end up like heckling him and decimating him. How is that even possible?
0: I that's don't think that's I, what I feel like I did, but I don't think I need that in my life. I feel you're like telling was, me that I haven't lived until I. I hey comedian, do that? I think
1: you're great, and I want to do everything I can to support you. Ironically, I'm murdering you right now. That's what I felt like I did. Oh, well, don't be so hard on yourself. Just don't do it again. I did. I do feel like I was making it about me because I was choosing the marker, and that was just going on instinct. And.
0: I don't know if I should back off of that because I've built a whole career on it. Well, I think that, but in that setting, I think the application of it is in the moment where you're supposed to be just behaving like a normal person. I can't. Do bringing it. the attention onto yourself might be less than desirable for the person who the attention is on.
1: I wasn't. It, I wasn't even trying to bring the attention I'm to not, myself. I'm not even Once saying Once I found that I had the attention, I'm not I was just going to choose it a mark. Was
0: it, I'm not saying that you were thinking about it. I'm saying that in order to not do that, you would have to be intentional to be like, okay, I've been chosen as a mark in this thing, and now I'm going to behave as, I sh- as as a normal human should. Did
1: you notice what I did for the two other acts after that whenever they were choosing people? You looked down, I bowed my head. Well,
0: I bowed a, my head. That's a good prayer start.
1: that I would not be chosen again.
0: Okay. And then I left early. But we gotta talk Couldn't about stay. We gotta talk about toys. We could talk about the Magic Castle over and over and over again. And we we probably Ad nauseum. <laughs> uh but we're gonna talk about toys. But before that, we want to let you know that Ear Biscuits is supported by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal
1: kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step by step recipes and pre measured
0: ingredients so you can just cook Eat and enjoy. And there's something for everyone with HelloFresh's selection. Each box is made up of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients from carefully selected farms and high-rated trusted sources. And you know
1: what, you can rediscover the excitement of cooking, or if you're like me, HelloFresh can help you discover it for the first time, because you can enjoy not having to plan dinner, spending money on takeout for an easy night out, or worrying about gathering ingredients week after week. I'm always just out
0: gathering ingredients. You you see me in my backpack. Well it is a thing. When you, I just go out across the like across foraging? the city. Yeah. I'm so tired of that. Well that's how I feel when I go to grocery stores. Like I gotta get this whole thing, but I only need a little bit. Uh, well HelloFresh believes cooking should be simple and convenient. Yes. Not a chore. So that cooking becomes something you actually want to do when you get home from work. So you just don't sit there and just wish you had made a smart choice. You're sitting there, you've opened up Julia Child's book and you're like, I'm gonna make this okay, tonight. Okay, okay. Seven hours don't, later. Don't get worked up. It's 2 a.m. and you've got a pot okay. roast. Okay, got, we got it, man. Don't be that guy. There are many
1: benefits of subscribing so you can keep enjoying HelloFresh week after week. Get out of that recipe rut and start cooking outside of your comfort zone by discovering new, delicious recipes in each week's
0: box. No Julia Child included. For instance, this week, Jalapeno popper burgers with sweet potato fries and garlic mayo. And grilled cheese and veggie jumble with cilantro chimichurri. I don't know what jumble is, but I'm in, sign me up. For a total of $60 off, that's $20 off your first three boxes, visit HelloFresh.com slash Ear60 and enter Ear60. Again, that's $60 off, $20 off your first three boxes. HelloFresh.com slash Ear60 and then enter Ear60. You can do it, I believe in you. Your Biscuits is also supported by Spotify. You can get thousands of podcasts for free on Spotify, including this one, including the one that you're listening to. Wow. Isn't that strange? As well as a bunch. I, well, is that a question? Because my answer is no, it's not
1: strange. It's I, just well, convenient. it's meta. It's, oh, maybe I should meta. just use
0: the word meta. Uh, but you, it isn't just ours. I mean, if you wanna cheat on us and listen to other podcasts, you can do that because I mean, you've got time because there's a bunch more. Also, some of the most popular news and politics shows, which we don't get into that, fool, buddy. But you can find it on Spotify. Yeah, you can find it on Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what just happened to this ad read? Ah, it got it good, out? it got better.
1: To listen on Spotify, just open the app, tap search, type in your favorite show
0: name and get streaming. Download the free app today and start listening to podcasts on Spotify.
1: Now on with the biscuit. Whose freaking phone is that? Oh,
0: that's my computer. Wait. My wife is wanting to FaceTime with me, and she's in Malaysia. I feel like I should take this.
1: All right, do it. Oh gosh, she's in bed, dude. You can't.
0: Hey, I'm currently uh-huh. podcasting, but I, I really wanted to answer this. And tell her that I'm here. Like, keep your covers up. I'm, I'm completely <laughs> it's in. It's early morning in Asia.
1: Okay, should I give her my mic? Bring it over here so
0: that we can mic it. Uh, well, I don't know if I should have this conversation. I think we should have this conversation later. I love you. I love you, you too. too, stay right there. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's. <laughs> okay, I'll call you when I'm done with it. <laughs> okay. You Bye. know what,
1: let's just, let's not do this. You know, you've got a life. This is just our podcast. Uh, okay, that was interesting. You muted it.
0: That's good. I did.
1: Okay. That was a risk, man. Let's talk about toys. The other night, I was tucking Lando into bed and he was, um, Lincoln wasn't going to bed because I think it was a weekend and he was staying up watching a movie or something a little later, but Lando still needed to go to bed, but he doesn't like to go to sleep if Lincoln's not in the next room, okay? So I was like, you know what? I, I will stay in your room as long as you want and hang out with you while you go to sleep. We installed this hammock swing that's like a seat beside his bed. He really wanted one of those. And I just saw it, I was like, I'm gonna sit in this hammock swing. Comes out of the ceiling? It's it's attached to the ceiling, yeah. It's a hangy down. In a joist. In a joist, yeah, a cross beam. Lando Lando has an exposed beam in his ceiling, if you must know. This is what you care about? How sturdily the... Well, I mean, the story's I, not going to a failed swing. It has nothing to do with okay.
0: that. Well, I, I don't want your life to go to a failed swing. That's why I'm just checking in and making sure. Oh, they, thank you.
1: Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna sit in your swing, you're gonna lay in the bed, and we're just gonna talk. You know?
0: M-m-m-m-m-m- you know, talk, like we do. When we speak in the made-up language
1: trying to say, (laughs) I'm going nuts, man. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, imagine that. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that, we're just gonna sit here and have a conversation as family members. Who does that? Who Um, just
0: talks to each other?
1: Right, I thought it would be refreshing and cool and I didn't have anywhere to be. So I sit in the swing and he's laying there and we're talking and I'm looking around and I said, Lando, I'm realizing something. There is something that I had a lot more of when I was your age than you have. And of course, you know what this is because you already know what this podcast is about because we've already teased it, but he didn't know. So I'm like, can you guess? He's like looking around, he's like hammock swings. (laughs) I'm like, no, son, I I actually didn't have a hammock swing. You're good guess though. Your amazing father mounted this for you because you asked for it, but I didn't have one when I was a kid, he was like, chairs? He was like looking around and seeing stuff, (laughs) which is actually, he should have been doing the opposite, looking around for what he didn't see that I had. Right. And I was like, ultimately, after playing this game for 45 minutes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not that long, I said, toys? He he eventually guessed Legos, because he has Legos in his room. I was like, not Legos, but broader than that, just toys in general, Lando, when I was 8 years old, I had a bunch of toys in my room. That was my thing. But you don't have any, man. You live in a totally different 8-year-old world than the world that I lived in. Your room looks totally different. It's it's like you're a different it's like you're it's like you're on a different planet where toys don't exist except for Legos and a few odd Nerf
0: bullets planet mabata mabata <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you told me this and i was like yeah that's definitely the case now they have they do have toys but they don't have the number of different toys right i mean they may have a lot of of a couple of things cuz i think that's the case with with my kids now yeah cuz i mean all my
1: kids have Legos. Lando has that. He also has like the the bigger type of Legos called Bionicles. That's basically a version of Legos. That you know, he,
0: create men. He has like the, the Bionicle
1: Legos that are Star Wars. You know, yeah. he has some pop figures because Lillian Lincoln really got into those like over the past few years. So he started getting into that. Did
0: he ever? Did he go through the Duplo stage? Oh yeah, much, of
1: course, much earlier. You're talking about, like yeah. three years old. But it's because of screens. And of course, I started taking him through the toys that I play with and I'd like for us to do that with each other. (laughs) But it's because of screens, man. They've got games and shows and at their beck and call at all points. And I was like, that's your problem, Lando. Of course, now his eyes are always like, oh, you're, you're attacking my screens. That's what you guys, you and mom are always talking about the screens. But I'm like, when we watch shows, it was the the only time kids shows came on was like Saturday morning and then after school for like like a two hour window it and was then, not on demand, and then we were just left watching adult shows, you know, like I'd watch reruns of Matlock or like game shows, stuff that was made for adults that like kids could tolerate, you know right. On Thursday night, as as probably eight year old, I guess I'd watch Dukes of Hazard. But then, of course, I'd have to watch Dallas right after it at my I, grandma's I house. I had to go to
0: bed after Dukes of Hazard. I had and to watch a little I remember the NBC, dong dong dong, at the end of the show, and I had to had to go to bed.
1: But because the screens are so pervasive, and any and everything you want, oh, it's like this show called Fuller House.
0: Lando starts watching that, and then he just binge watches all of it. Well, and they also they, they they it's the access they have to the number of shows, the number of shows that are you know kind of catered towards them, the fact that they can watch it at any time, and the fact that there's more screens has created this situation where they're all watching things incredibly uh, personalized. So, mm-hmm. in any given time, everybody in your family is watching. Something different on their own screen with their headphones on and in their own hammock. And I got it, and I'm sure because it's so much more. It's such more. It's a passive experience, not quite as much with games, but you're gonna gravitate towards that because the it's limitless. It's so easy and it's so enthralling. Because I think because as we talk about the toys that we played with, my theory is that we're going to realize why. Given can't just, compete. you just give somebody the option between something they have to apply a lot of imagination to and then something that all the work's been done. Just the natural human response is to go towards that thing that's an easier thing, which ultimately could be a bad thing as well. I started to explain to Lando. I was like, Lando,
1: when I was your age, I was in to these action figures called, He-Man, it was actually called Masters of the Universe and then the main guy was called He-Man and he was a a muscle-bound, and I'm talking extremely muscle-bound, like if this was a real person, it would be like a bodybuilder who was six foot one but weighed 800 pounds, like seriously. Yeah, had very large pecs. He had very large everything, Everything. except for clothes, which he wore fur underwear and then he carried an ax and a sword and he had like, he wore Uggs, and he walked around in Eternia and fought a purple guy who had just as much muscle as he did. A matter of fact, he had exactly the same amount of muscles. Same it mold. Was, it was the same mold, but his head was a purple hood
0: with a yellow skull in it. Skeletor, man.
1: Skeletor. And also, and it started just, he was like, what? This,
0: this is crazy. And he rode a cat a tiger that, well, first of all, you a got to green, about the fact A that green cat with orange stripes called Battle Cat. He was a lot like Superman in that he had a normal non-He-Man persona that was Adam. Right. <laughs> Which is a great name for your non-super <laughs> persona. He wore pink and he, he liked to bake. And what was. Seriously. <laughs> what was the, uh, what was the cat's name? Cringer. Cringer, and then Cringer became. Battlecat. Battlecat. Battle Cat. Battle cat. Uh a, a a tiger, a green tiger that had a saddle. And all he did was put a helmet on, right? And that's when he became Yeah, I don't I don't know what would make him I can't read that. What's it say? Prince Adam. Prince Adam. Yeah, he was yeah. a prince. Um it, Well, so okay, so you had that I had the I had the whole set. I had the castle. I had, oh you did? Yeah, I had Skeletor's Castle and um because he, he had it there was another little guy, like a short ghost it was like a short ghost guy, Orko. P- yeah, yeah. I don't remember whose side he was on. He was like an Oracle, like it was kind of on both people's side. I don't I mean, know. He was kind of like the Jar Jar Binks of the of the of Eternia. And it like he was just you looked into inside his face and it was just eyeballs and it was dark. Yeah. Anyway, I had that whole set and spent quite a bit of time playing with it. The, 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 and you had the castle as well. Oh yeah, I had
1: a castle Grayskull. I had it at home. I also. Had one at Nana and Papa's house. Oh, you had a backup. Well, I just, I, you know, it's kind of like when you get old, you have reading glasses everywhere. I everywhere I went, I had to have another Castle Grayskull, which it wasn't, it wasn't Skeletor's castle. And you know, this is something I only learned from watching the Netflix documentary, which I'll go ahead and plug it. I want to make sure I get it right. The toys that made us. If if you're forty years old, if you're thirty five years old, you now, then you're gonna love watching that and hearing all the backstory about it. So I highly recommend it. And that's why it's so fresh in my mind because I've been watching this some of the times with the kids and they get a kick out of it. Castle Grayskull was who whoever whoever had both sides of the sword that Skeletor had one, one half of the sword, one side of the sword and He-Man had the other side and whoever could get both sides and put them together could then unlock Castle Grayskull and go inside and have the power of by the power of Grayskull hmm. you could become amazing. So who lived in Castle Grayskull? Well, here's the thing. I actually didn't watch the uh, the cartoons or read the comics that came with the the He-Men, is what didn't I call them. Watch the cartoons? I didn't even watch. I just played with them. I didn't even know the stories. I didn't know what I just told you about combining the swords. I just like collecting these super weird characters like Beast Man or Mecha Neck, a guy whose neck went up or like um
0: that's all from Masters of the Universe? Yeah.
1: Did you have them all, like Man faces? faces, I had many faces. You he would was, twist my, his he head and favorite. he would have
0: different faces. Um, okay, so, but just describe to me, well, let, I'll just quickly say, because uh, I wanna come back to how you played with those, but like, as I was kinda thinking back, the list I made was those action figure sets that were based on properties that existed, TV shows, movies. He-Man is the one that was the first in my mind because it was big, uh, but of course I had G.I. Joe, not to the degree you did. I had the, the whole Thundercats set, which was actually my brother's that was handed down to me. Mm-hmm. So all the Thundercats and whatever came with them. Uh, I had a absolute crap ton of Smurfs.
1: What? Because the thing, I, when I would go to your house, I think we were older when I started going to your house. I think that's what it was because my theory was you didn't play with many toys because what I remember the first time I went to your house was posters of basketball players, Michael Jordan, Spud Webb dunking in your, in your bedroom. I don't remember any toys anywhere.
0: Well, by the time. But that must have been later. I mean, I definitely, I, I, I'm fairly confident that I stopped playing with them on a regular basis before you did. I mean, I, yeah, none of this made it to middle school. Like, not a chance. And sixth grade, definitely didn't make it to sixth grade. The, for me, this is like first grade through fourth grade, maybe into fifth grade. Also, the well, way- by
1: the time you turn eight, typically, you're getting out of like action figure
0: play type but of thing, maybe nine years old. The but- other thing that I think is a little different, and this is evidenced by the way that you treated your uh, WWF action figure set, is that when I had somebody over, I was like, that's not time to play with toys. Like I was like, oh, I've got somebody over. We're going to go outside. Yeah. We're gonna go outside. We're gonna get into something. These toys are for when it's raining and (laughs) I have to be in my room. Last resort. The toys were not something I, I was super excited about them initially. I would set them up, but then within seven days, I was missing pieces of it. It was kind of weird and kind of off. and I never like tried to like I, I, did you create like stories with well, them? Because no, I, I would like play with them a little bit and then I would combine a bunch of them and then I would kind of lose interest and move on to something like else. Broom them into a box that you yeah. wouldn't open. Well yeah, knowing I mean
1: knowing the you now as well as I do and and applying that backwards, I would say you probably lost interest, whereas I would dig deep. I remember for G.I. Joe was the one and I was telling Lando this too. I was like, it's army men, but they're like fully articulated, imposable. And, and that's when I realized, I was—I told him, I was like, you know, I didn't so much as play with my G.I. Joe men as A, collect them. And then I read a lot about like they also, they had like dossiers and like they're on the back of the packaging, it would like describe all of their, their detailing. But I would A, I would collect them and B, I would just, I'd set up a, I would pose them. You know, they had, they could, they're, they had a hole in their boot and then they had pegs on all their vehicles. And so you could stand them up and like put them in dynamic poses. And as I was telling Lando this, I realized, you know what? I didn't play with my toys, I created still life. <laughs> like that's what I did. I would, I remember I got the Mobile Command Center, like the biggest thing that G.I. Joe had made. Like it opened up like a 3 tier tackle box and it was as huge as this table, at least in my memory. And I would take all of my G.I. Joe guys and I would position them all over it and pose them and then once I got it exactly how I wanted it, I'd leave it. And when I came back to it, I would just look at it (laughs) as if I were walking through a museum and someone had created a still life.
0: Yeah, and, if and that's I what ever, I did. If I ever went to the trouble of setting it up, and again, um, I would put, uh, it wasn't like Great Castle Grayskull just had He-Man, it was like Castle Grayskull could have Smurfs in my world. I think it's hilarious
1: yeah. that you were big into Smurfs. Like what do you mean? I don't even know what you mean. They like, were
0: little. Figurines? Non-articulating. I know what Smurfs are. No, no, they, I'm specifically describing them. They were about this tall, they were rubber, They were three inches tall, four inches tall. They were rubber and um, they were not articulating. They were all stuck in a pose, kind of like the California Raisins.
1: Oh, I collected all those but Hardee's.
0: But Smurfs had way more than the California Raisins. Do you collect all of them? Uh, I don't remember. But again, for me, it wasn't about collecting. It wasn't like, I've gotta get the Papa Smurf because I don't have the full set. It was about putting them into a situation, and again, this is usually on a rainy day, getting it set up and then just destroying all of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It was just like, okay, uh, who's the, uh, Lion-or. <laughs> lion Lion-o, yeah. Lion-o, <laughs> Lion-or. <laughs> That's, uh, gonna come through and Thundercat on the Smurfs, whatever that involves, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a Thundercat Thunderc- can take, a Thundercat's Thundercat a verb now. Thundercat can take out 12 Smurfs at a time. Oh gosh. Yeah, lion has no problem with Smurfs. Right, just and uh, he, it was just both good. Though, it was right? just a hodgepodge. It you was, didn't, you didn't even was, stick to like good versus evil. You were like good decimates good. No, in my world, Skeletor and He Man could be buddies. They could team up. They could both ride Cringer at the same time. That was fun. Cringer didn't complain. Battle cap, I mean, okay, yeah, <laughs> get it straight. <laughs> uh, so, and I, my room was way too messy to create any sort of like. Lasting scene, or like set it up, and uh and of course, my kids are exactly the same way, like there's not we'll get into what they have and what they have had, but it's not set up in a way, it's set up in a way to interact with and in violently and then destroy at some point and then have to be replaced, yeah, to me, it was just about
1: the scene, the perfect scene that you wouldn't touch and if if people came over like my my younger cousins like kurt one of his first memories is coming over and getting very upset that i wouldn't let him touch anything in my room <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's not playing and like his mom my aunt aunt tizi was like she thought i was str- i mean she knew i was strange but at that point she was like that boy is strange and um i i, I also True. think because i'm an only child and i was like i was in my room and you know, it was my haven and I had to build these worlds that like then I would just admire and like perfect. You know, I think that's that's the operative word, right? I've gotta get, I've gotta perfect the collection then I can perfect the scene and don't touch it. And this is my, this is, this is where I'm God, I'm in control. And it felt really good to like have it all together. And I also didn't have like you an older brother that was like, well, I do this. And if you want to be cool and and aspire to be older, then you might want to do that. So at first, maybe that's a little Thundercat action when he's not looking. You're gonna steal it and decimate your Smurfs. But then later, it's like, hey man, I'm I'm kind of done with toys. I'm I'm more of like a cool sports dude. So why don't you come outside or we're gonna we're gonna play a game where we hide in the woods in the dark. Be like, uh-uh, count yeah. me out.
0: The yeah, things I mean, that Cole would do with we were, you, right? We were, we were definitely outside. If you could be outside, we were outside, and I. It wasn't that I didn't go outside,
1: like, but me going outside was an extension of becoming GI Joe. I don't know if you remember this, but I had this. I invented this uh, elite group of kids in Harnett County called the Army Investigators, and like, I had a trapper keeper that had like a dossier in it, and like missions, and I drew maps of my neighborhood, and I would go out. Me and uh, well, I was the only member. But then you would come over <laughs> I and I would take say. you on these missions. And I would have like Jimmy, my stepdad at the time, his gift to me would always be stuff from the army surplus store, which was really cool if you think about it because he took my, my, my love for G.I. Joe and he said, hey, let's bring this into the real world. Not with guns, but with like um, belts and binoculars vests, like the binoculars vests, like the binoculars that i that are in the in our book that I still have at home in my bedroom now when I spy on my neighbors, uh he gave me those camouflage binoculars, and I would
0: take them out into Well, the- and i in I wasn't a part of that, and then we did the same thing, so <clears throat> I think this is just it shows you what the geography does, the fact that we lived like two miles apart was it might yeah. as it's some before we were riding bikes across town to right. see each other right. So, cause Jeremy Fisher who lived on my street and then my brother Cole and I were the explorers and we called ourselves the explorers because we had duck boots that were ex- set explorers on them. Okay. And so that, you know how like behind my house, there was the, Bowie's Creek went behind my house and down into the woods and how all those different parts of the creek were named different forts? Like Fort U and Fort um, Deadman and then Fort Bowie's Creek. No, what are you talking about? Did you didn't know about this? No. Fort Silverstone. Are, you made up these names? Jeremy was, so my brother was like three years older and Jeremy was like two years older. And then me and then like Peter Dinklage <laughs> next door yeah. were kind of all a part of it.
1: And and you named different points in the Creek Fort, different fort names.
0: Yeah, and then we would go out there. See, and it was Jeremy Fisher, the older guy who kinda like well, yeah, because I mean, you play you play yeah. with the, all the kids in your neighborhood. So, and then and then later, I would spend a bunch of time out there by myself. I was like, I'm, I got to go check on Fort Bowie's Creek today. See, the only guys in my neighborhood were those those two twins who lived on the other
1: side of the cat lady, Miss Bolden. Yeah, and um the the sh, the, sh, the shoe twins or something. Oh, I can't remember their names.
0: Sounds like a sounds like a U
1: E. the shoe twins lived in a shoe they were i they were older they were scary and they rode dirt bikes yeah. i'm like i was staying to stay away. away from those guys when the army went out investigating had to, stay, had to steer clear of the dirt bikes what, um, else, what else
0: did you play with like so, so smurfs uh obviously transformers i had transformers oh, yeah. um i have i had a lot of transformers and, too and tra- to me transformers were they, they're they separate from this first group, which is like poseable, because there's a mission with those. Like you change them, they're active, you change them from one thing to another. And they weren't easy. Uh, no, and- uh, So was like a puzzle. So I had a bunch of those. Do you I, have Optimus Prime? I, Optimus Prime was my, was my favorite thing. I played with him a lot. I had the like the third generation, maybe a second
1: generation. That, do you remember the construct? cons, I think is what it's called it was like construction equipment like um bulldozer they were yellow and purple, and they were bad guys, and they each transformed but were they in the transformers world oh yeah they were they were um decepticons, and they would but they would all transform into one huge thing, so it was like Voltron mm. that was awesome, so you had to collect each one, and then when you got all of them, you could create a huge robot. Did you do this successfully?
0: Oh yeah man. I would have never been capable of
1: that. I posed the hell out of that guy. Before, I, before he, he, I. I would
0: set him up and let him lay. Yeah I mean before I got to, one of them would have broken too significantly before I was able to collect all of them and put them together. Look at the picture man. Okay I remember is. that guy. That's um, a lot,
1: I mean one, two, three, four, five, there's at least six guys in there. And I also had. That's cool man. Go bots. <laughs> no you didn't.
0: Yeah I did. You had, you had the cheap, stepchild of Transformers yeah, and they were uh um, they had a cartoon too. Now, the interesting thing is so I was looking these up because I was like, what were those called that and I just put in Transformers rip-offs and I got a list of the 10 worst Transformers rip-offs. See if you remember any of these because I only remember Gobots. Gobots is number 10. And they were and they were all they don't you remember? They made the same thing. We're looking at this picture oh, wow! Of, a lot of cars made a man. I just remember that they I were. Did not, I didn't play in the GoBot world, Very man. I was su- loyal. Like super simple cars that became this other guy. Now, there was also RoboForce. Nope, never, never heard, heard of, of it. Convertors. <laughs> never heard of it. Zybots. Zybots? Yeah, Stariors. Never like Stariors, like warriors but with a star. It's a cool name. Roadbots. Roadbots? No. Robotron. Nope. Mysterians. Nope. Rocks and bugs and things.
1: Are y- You're reading an ad now. No, Skip no. Skip it.
0: No, that's it. Oh. Transforming things. Oh. And then rock lords that turn into rocks.
1: Yeah, that's, um, that's sadly derivative and just sad. It <laughs> transforms into a rock. Give me a break. The Transformers were amazing, but the funny thing is, I never watched the television show or or the movie, and the movie is like a cult classic. The original. Yeah, and they talk about it in the Netflix series. Well, I don't know if I wanna, of course I can spoil it, right? Spoiler alert, if you wanna watch the amazing Transformers movie, which I personally still have not seen, then mute right now, because I'm about to say Optimus Prime dies. He dies. You don't have the one made in the 80s that yeah, was yeah, yeah. like stop motion? Yeah, oh yeah, the animated movie in oh, the animated. 80s. I'm not talking about the Michael
0: Bay. Yeah, job. yeah, I know that. Um, well, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you because I have a theory. Um, so my favorite toys were what I call the subversive category of toys. What? Uh, Garbage Pail Kids. Oh. And then Mad Balls. I do not know what a Mad Ball is. Oh, you don't know what a Mad Ball? Mad Balls were probably my favorite toy that I had. And uh, Because
1: Garbage Pail Kids were like baseball cards, but they were they were demented children who all had like something nasty about them. Yeah, don't you remember these Mad Balls? They were. Oh, you're talking about like a, it's like a. It's,
0: it's like a Kush. A- Ball, a, but it's it's like a um, it's a monster's head, and my favorite one was the eyeball. It's a smushable ball that you can
1: throw. That's like made of like that, sm- that smushy material, but not the stress material that we have today. This it was, was perfect the 80s. for
0: me because it was a ball, so it was the super thing that, gross. It was gross, and it was like a character, but it was also a ball that could be thrown. It could be thrown at Smurfs. <laughs> if they can kill a Smurf, <laughs> you could Red's into you it. could wipe out. You know, a horde of smurfs with one mad ball. You're like a homicidal maniac with the smurfs man no, no I'm just what to get, do you
1: got against smurfs? I was
0: just get, they're easy targets man. They're just sitting there looking so happy they, they need to have their world ruined. You were like from time to time. You are gargamel you uh, are I love Gargamel. Yes, you are him. I always incarnate co- connected. but Gargamel like the darker characters Gargamel's a cat, cat guy though Well he's got, he's got his flaws he's not perfect. But did you have, mad, you didn't have mad balls because you didn't know about it, but did you have Garbage Pail Kids? I had Garbage Pail Kids, but I didn't feel good about it. Right, so that that my theory was is that those things that were a little bit, that were darker, yeah, yeah, yeah. you moved away from yeah. and were like, I don't know, that's real trashy. It was twisted, man. It made me feel. But what were you afraid of? What was gonna happen? And we didn't talk about this. The funny thing is is that we were best friends and yeah. we spent a lot of time together, but it was it felt it you didn't felt... talk about your feelings about Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah, Let's
1: get into the finer points about what's your hang up with garbage bill. I mean, I'm surprised that was your friend if
0: I never went to your house and saw you decimate Smurfs cuz that would have been the end. I I di- I didn't again, it wasn't that wasn't some, that was something that I did on my own.
1: I right, I was a sweet, tender child and again, it, you've seen me at the magic castle. I'm j- I'm just I'm pure, man. But I still mess things up, you know? It's like I mean you look yeah, at
0: They're they're back too by the way. I'm sure Garbage pill Kids had a like, resurgence. Look at Barf and Barbara. <laughs> she's literally vomiting into the thing she's cooking on the stove. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty awesome. They are they're they're so great, you know? And you can have that and it was Tell me another one. Uh, Tell me another one. We got uh ch- Choking Cooper. <laughs> oh my gosh, the crap? Choking Cooper is being being uh, constricted by a large snake. He's dying. Yeah, he's dying. He's being killed by a snake. Vincent Van Gogh. Oh, this is a kid who has cut his own ear off, just like Vincent Van Gogh.
1: Oh my gosh,
0: Shepard would love this. Sharp Shaw, a kid whose ridiculously large teeth have punctured his own
1: face. The people who come up with this are the type of people, well, they're like you.
0: Big-hearted Beverly is hugging two boys so hard that they are suffocating. <laughs> <laughs> that is so wrong, man! Oh, smiling Stan—that's just Stan Lee. Stan Lee was a no, garbage oh, pet. No, that's kid? a that is that is a reissue, I believe, or that may just be a Photoshop. Oh yeah, Paris embarrassed. Oh yeah, yeah see, we, we got into these. Yeah,
1: you got into yeah, some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You Got into some modern modern takes. Some memeified garbage
0: bell kids. Or like drippy Debbie,
1: I did have them because a lot of people had them at school, and
0: I felt in order to be cool, I had to at least represent. They're just, they're just for me, there was just something ab- about things that were You're exactly right. You know, we were in such a—I um, mean, just we were in the world of kids, you know. And there are those th- you want to subvert that a little bit just to feel alive. Uh, see, the thing that I—I oh,
1: I think the last toys that I ever had were my WWF, now WWE I guess, action, well they're not action figures, they were not posable. they were like made of, they were thick and they were made of rubber and they didn't move. But you could buy the wrestling ring and I had a lot of those. Yeah but, and those were very cool, they were very big. And here's the thing, toys back then, I remember I would go to Sky City and I, I put my bridge layer, my G.I. Joe bridge layer on layaway and I'd pay like $4 at a time until I could spend the $30 to, to bring it home. I'd also go there and buy, whenever I went, I would look to see what wrestlers they had. It was hard to get toys. Like the whole collecting thing, it was very difficult because it was all about local inventory. And they may not have the one you want. Oh yeah, so I never had any good wrestlers. I never had Macho Man, I never had Hulk Hogan. I I mean, I would just go and be so desperate to get a wrestler, I'd buy a crappy wrestler, like Bruno San Martino. What? Like, I'm not saying he's a crappy wrestler, but for a guy, I, I mean like, he didn't, I never saw that guy wrestle. He was like a, like, he's an old school wrestler that for some reason, for nostalgia's sake, they made, I didn't know who he was, but right. I bought him because I needed to buy a wrestler. There's always like Todd Johnson, like a guy who's just wearing like a singlet. Well, no, they were <laughs> they were all legitimate wrestlers, but yeah, I, I never owned Hulk Hogan or Andre the Giant. Really, wow. Because they didn't exist and there was no Amazon. So nowadays, I mean, there's a resurgence in all these toys for adults because we wanna, the, the experience I'm having right now is the reason why you can go on eBay and you can buy a Skeletor or a Hulk Hogan. I never got that Hulk Hogan. I'ma get it now. I'ma put it on my desk, man. That kind of thing. You know, there's a booming business of collectibles for that stuff. There's that place in Pasadena, you know, where they have like the glass, um, the glass closets and They've got all the right. all the all the collectible stuff in it. But it's not like yeah, But kid, our kids are our not. Our kids interested. could get anything they wanted, yet they don't want any of it because it can't compete with the endless supply of digital screenage,
0: man. Well, okay. So, I wanted to talk a little bit about the the toys that weren't screen-based that our kids had because I think that there's a lot of crossover here between our kids. Yeah. Um and some of these things are in common with what we had. Nerf. We had Nerf. So, but for us, Nerf was, for me, Nerf was mostly just a Nerf football. That was what I thought of as Nerf. I didn't have that I recall any Nerf guns, but. I I had, at Nana Papa's house, we had a bunch of blasters, they call them. Oh, we did have the ones that shot the little suction cups. hmm And uh, now the Nerf blasters, I mean, there was a point at which I actually Arsenals. I built a and Arsenal. I built this giant. I got some of that like stuff that you put in your like shop so you can hang up tools with the holes in it. Yeah, with ho- holes in it, and I got and I built it and put it on Locke's wall so that he could have all his Nerf blasters like just ready for the taking.
1: And he wanted he and Lincoln wanted to start a channel where they reviewed Nerf guns because that
0: was a thing for a while. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was something that they and it was it was. Super active, I mean you can yeah draw your own conclusions or have your own opinions about whether or not it's you know good for kids to have fake guns, but the next thing was uh, Legos but but they they had a lot of that and it was super active they 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 all had Legos and we did too Legos were
1: Legos is like that is amazing how the staying power that they have cause, I mean I think it's through the licensing of like all the all the movies and whatnot but well
0: and it, it in my house, there's still to this day is a, just a couple of giant bins yeah. of Legos. At your house, there's a bunch of bins of Legos, but they're like meticulously organized. <laughs> like, <laughs> not, actually not anymore. Really, like I, yeah. there's times where I would come over to your house and your kids would like have like, every color organized in a different bin and yep. we're like building something I specific. passed
1: the disease along. <laughs> but now what we do is like, Lando's the only one who still plays with him and he'll we'll lay out a bedspread and we'll dump out the bin on it and then he'll start playing. But the last time he did that, it broke my heart because when I dumped out the thing in the bottom, there were like 85% complete sets that I remember putting together with Lincoln, I don't know, six years ago and then they were in the bottom of this bin just like eroding and I, just, I, I, I couldn't take it. Uh, but Lando didn't care, and he was just playing with all of them.
0: And we don't really we don't buy anymore. He's eight; he's getting out of it. Right. Well, some people don't. Some people stay on. Uh, Beyblades. So yeah, they play with those. I re- so, like it was so, that was cool. Like Locke was so into Beyblades. Explain what it is. So basically, it's a. Uh, I don't. I th- I believe that it may have been a TV show first. I don't think so. It but ended I ended up know. becoming a TV show anyway. It is these spinning tops that you you rip you pull this rip cord to start spinning the tops and the two beyblades go into an, are, an arena and battle each other and the first one to stop spinning loses and like you would get you you get a collection of beyblades he played it with his cousins he played it with me you know that was something that we Lincoln had got, those, yeah. got into a lot i just remember him as a as like a 4 year old bey 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 this is what he what he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. he wanted him so bad
1: that was a cool toy yeah Cause it was competition that you had to pull a ripcord at least, you that, gotta work that's a, out.
0: That's a very like 80s style toy. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's completely, you know, the whole deal is analog and bay very blades, tangible. Beyblades let it rip. And uh, they were into that. And then they, and I think uh, Lincoln had the same thing. And I, and the funny thing is, is like Shepard really didn't care about Beyblades because the difference between a 14-year-old and a 10-year-old even or thirteen and and eight or nine, is yeah. that our youngest two kids kind of came up with sc- the screens were a bigger part of their playtime than for our older kids who right. had more of those tangible toys. Yeah, because uh, so we never did. You know, Shepherd has Legos, but he did he doesn't play with them as much as Locke did, and he doesn't have any Beyblades. He played with the Nerf blasters, but not as much as Locke did. Uh, they also had those Spider-Man wrist things that could that that could shoot shoot stuff. But again, like that was, h- here's the thing: like, yeah,
1: they they had those gimmicky one-off toys, like the modern-day version of the Hulk hands. You put the big Hulk hand over your hand, you smash it together, it says Hulk smash. But that's not a that's not a line of action figures. That's not a robust world of toys that then you could watch a cartoon or a movie about, you know, or create your own. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a, an immersive type thing. I was trying to search for that. I was like, what, what action figures exist now? I think that's what I Googled. And then Google told me. <laughs> What'd you learn? Just Marvel movie stuff. I mean, just movie action figures basically, but it's not a big deal. Like if you walk down the aisle, a toy aisle You'll see you'll see, you know you'll see Infinity War posable characters but it's not it's derivative, you know? It's like it's not the main thing. Of course the Star Wars toys are still around,
0: so those are action figures now. But, but
1: the, the magic is gone, but man. But
0: the the action figures them if it's just an action figure that doesn't do anything, if it doesn't shoot something, if it doesn't light up, if it's not part of some AR experience, then It really, uh, beyond collecting, you're you're basically just in the world of collecting things. And there's only so many kids who care about that. And I mean, the the pristine
1: example of collecting things now are these pop figures, which all my kids, I I think Lily and Lincoln are finally getting out of it, but still, and this kind of goes into adulthood that like, if you really like a property, you wanna have that thing sitting around. And if you're my kids, you don't wanna take it out of the box. You know, you have the Hawkman, Pop figures. Somebody sent that to you. I actually, I have
0: a bunch of of Hawkman figurines. You know, different versions of him that people have sent me. But it's in our office.
1: They want to have a physical representation of their best screen experience. So toys just fills that slot. It's like, what can I have in the real world that represents my jam, which is the screen world? But they don't spend time. Posing or, those, or or those doing voices
0: for them. playing, they don't as no, much. they don't play with I mean, them. There's they display kids them. Kids out there who are doing it, they display them, um, and that's it. Well, and one of the things that kind of ties into this is it's not just about screens because I want to talk. I want to talk about you know how, how we counteract that a little bit mm-hmm. with some of the tangible toys, but it it, it definitely is the death of retail. Is a big part of this, you know. So obviously, this is the year that Toys R Us went under for good, mm-hmm. and um, I- at least I, do they still have a website? Or is it, or is it? I don't know. But the retail, all the stores closed, and I would thought I would have thought, okay, well, they closed because of Amazon, right? They they closed, they're being impacted in the same way that lots of retail stores are, and that's true. They're being impacted by online shopping, but it wasn't it didn't it didn't follow suit that all the purchases that were taking place in retail moved online because year over year in September nerf was down 30% mhm and this is largely attributed to the death of toys r us okay so they still have a website a website but because there is something about being in the presence of toys, go, going to, you know, we used to go to Brindles, we talked about that. Like, yeah. Brindles was a weird department store that had, for some reason, my dad had decided that Brindles is where we get toys for the boys. And, and uh, lawn care equipment. You get anything there, it was kinda like a Sears. And, um, Sears, but there's something going about under too. going and seeing it, picking it up, picking it up in the package. That is a completely different experience than just looking at something on the internet. I mean, we experienced the beginning of this. I remember going, the the change. I remember going to Toys R Us
1: and instead of walking down the toy aisle, I would go straight for the Nintendo and Sega aisle. And what they would have is they had retrofitted aisles that used to have toys on them and it would have, it was flat and it was like laminated cards. You remember this? That you'd flip up and you could look at the what would be the front packaging of the video game, and then if you flipped it up, you could read what would be the back of the packaging of the video game, but it wasn't, it was a representation of it where you could read about it in person, and then they had locked cabinets where if you got someone, you're like, I want Street Fighter II. Yes, it cost $75 in 1990-whatever it was, I mean, late 80s, but I'm gonna get that, and then they pull it out of a glass case and give it to you. Mm-hmm. It was just like it was it was it was f- laminated flappers, and they dedicated a whole long row of Toys R Us for that, and that was that was the beginning of
0: the downfall. It's like, well, yeah, I can I can read flappers on the internet once the internet happens. Yeah, um, I, what? A, I,
1: I think the operable question is, but what do we do with our kids at this point? You well, know, it's like I feel like Lily. Yeah, she's fifteen. She's basically not a child. Locke's not a not a, not that type of a child. They're not a toy child. They're gone. Yeah, Lincoln's is, gone. It's
0: Lando. really just Lando and Shepard. I mean, so with Locke, in fact, we failed them. We were. I, I was talking with uh, Locke the other day. You know, he's 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 playing basketball. He's he's taking, you know, these difficult courses or whatever. He's got this AP yeah. course, and he he was like, uh, we were talking about Red Dead Redemption Two coming out, uh, and he was like, I—I I mean, first of all, he didn't play the—he didn't play the first one. He—he he didn't play games that much. But he was like, I'm never going to play that because I don't play video games. He's like, I honestly don't have any time. He's like, I do homework, I practice basketball, and I do a, some social stuff. But it's just like, there's not a place for video games in my life anymore. Like, and I—I've I, been feeling that way for right. 20 years, but. And I and he's probably a little exceptional because he's they play so much basketball, right? Um, like yeah, Lincoln's big into the games that he plays on but, Xbox. But it's like it's I, I feel like with, with with the older ones, it's kind of like okay, they've they've kind of got their thing again. whether they you, play video games or not, they they're kind of on this track. They're going they to do. Once you're eight
1: or nine, you really don't play with toys but anymore. I,
0: I'm feeling this a lot with Shepard, who's ten, and and right now, as as was evidenced by the uh, the call from my wife I'm she's out of town I am taking care of the boys by myself I don't even know where they're at right now <laughs> um no someone's watching them right now but he man wouldn't know I am you
1: know I've got Shepard and the perfect specimen of muscularity and masculinity
0: he would know if he were a dad Locke is, is he's uh, sterile though he's taking um, you know Locke's got all his stuff figured out but Shepard is like just wants to be on screens, man. He just wants to play, vi- play games. Yeah. Roblox is this thing on the computer or be watching something. And I'm, like, and I'm like, and he has a limit on each one of those. And I'm like, Shepard, okay, time's up. You have to do something else. And I'm like, go outside. Now, first of all, it's not like it was when we grew up. I can't just say go outside and roam the neighborhood. You, you're basically, you're confined to our yard. But
1: what if we said, yeah, because Lando, Lando is a similar situation. The different, the thing with Lando though, he's very craft oriented. He's very like inventive and artistic, and you know, basically that boils down to being obsessed with slime. Like he loves slime because he makes it from scratch, and he like makes all different types, and he like looks at the videos on how to make the different types, and but he also does other art projects as well, and he's so he. He's not as screen oriented, maybe as how you're describing Shepard, but still, he's very much. It's so much easier just to turn to the screen. We have to get him on his projects and like get him all his materials and. Um, mm. But I'm wondering what what if what if we kill two birds with one stone? Go on eBay, start buying all these vintage choi- toys to like. Restart my collection. I can't believe I sold all my GI Joes in a big cardboard box at a yard sale in my nanny's front yard for like twenty bucks. I sold my entire, I sold them all except for Medic and Gung Ho, my two favorites. I still and I still have Medic. I still have both of them. Right. Medic but all was, the others I got rid is of. In the book. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna collect all of them, and I'm gonna say that it's so that Lando can experience toys but that's really not the truth. But that's a side benefit. We're gonna play together with toys. My
0: toys. I think that's a bad plan. I don't think that's gonna work. Well, I was getting kind of excited about it. Thanks for crapping all over it. Well, I think that you just, I mean, first of all, if if Lando is- Can I get He-Man? Really into the, um, the crafty stuff, you just keep giving him more opportunities to do that. If he can occupy himself with that. But you think, I think he could get into He-Man. Shira Tila Cobra think, Khan I don't think he will. I think you I think he might observe you doing it. That would be an interesting study of his father. Okay,
1: Lando, get off the screen. You're going to watch me play with He-Man again.
0: Play with He-Man. I could bring some Smurfs over. <laughs> Red Red's coming over with his Smurf victims. Yeah, I could teach your kids how to kill Smurfs. <laughs> 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 That's kind of let's funny. get out the blowtorch and burn some.
1: Let's get to get let's have play dates. Just Again. Me and you?
0: They're, no, with the boys. Okay, all right. They're
1: almost too old for this. I'll but, bring Lion O. Let's have a play date. Who's now. the Blue Thundercat? Um I actually liked him more. He was voiced by the by the dad on Cosby Show. Remember when we found that out a couple of years ago? Oh yeah. By yeah, 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 yeah. By Cliff's dad. Yeah. Or by Claire's dad. I think it was Claire's dad was the voice of the the bald, um, he was more of the tech guy. He was like what um, Donatello was to the Ninja Turtles. Oh, and I, I actually think after wrestlers, by the way, I think Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was the last toys that I actually collected. Mm-hmm. And, I never got and, into them. And those are still around. Um, Th- that That's an action figure set and a world that still exists for younger kids and I think that may be what I'm looking for. Well, I I think what I'm looking for is I was just, I was looking at the. Uh... He-Man was nuts though, man. Just look, if you don't know about these characters, they're all so
0: ridiculous because they were invented from thin air by a toy, a toy company. Here's my theory and I think you talking about the crafty stuff is what okay. is giving me this theory because there's like we've done a couple of things like robot kits and yeah. the sciency kit kind of thing. That's a big now when Sh- and Shepard gets into those. I I it's partly my fault and partly my wife's fault. We're, we're we we do not have we're not patient. And so if it's just like can you help me with this? Can you help me make this slime thing happen? If it requires me to step in, I just don't have a lot of patience. Yeah, and I'm just like, just you, do you, what I did and just figure it out, man. Yeah, man, you
1: don't you don't really have to take some Smurfs
0: and murder them. Yeah. Uh,
1: but in you, looking, you're you're, tra- you're you're basically trying to be an 80s parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> yeah, my parents it's didn't like, pay attention to me. I don't want to pay attention to my kids.
1: Parents nowadays, ironically, they are they are there is an expectation that parents are supposed to play with the kids. Guys, you're too involved. That didn't happen in the 80s. Let the kids be free. Learn, so
0: l- learn some stuff on their own. Uh. But I'm looking at what the hot ins the the toy insider hot list for 2018. And what I, is it? Well, there. First of all, I'm going to skip a lot of these because they're just dumb. Now, okay. Shepard has a Nintendo Switch, and there in this Labo stuff, you can make all this crap. But then you're still just, you're
1: building a steering wheel and a gas pedal out of cardboard but then you're playing a video game. Don't let,
0: don't fall for that. Well, okay. You're still playing a screen. But the, the time, the crafty time that goes into building that, that's pretty interesting. Well. Um, and th- okay, first of all, there's a freaking game you can play with a, your Amazon Alexa called Win in Rome. And Alexa keeps score. That's cool. I, re- I read about that because
1: people from various regions give um, quizzes from where where they are and their own accents and you play with your family. I, I think board games um, and like family-based or party-based yeah, those games, cool. those are still happening. And that's, that's imp- I think that's a very important
0: aspect of toys that still exist and that I'm personally passionate about. But I'm I'm, I'm getting to the thing, I, along the way, I wanna point out a couple things. Okay. Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Epic Sewer layer, <laughs> Layers playset. That's bigger than my mobile command set. Uh, This is giant, it's taller than this child. That's very 80s. This child's on his knees, right? Yeah, well, I think you kinda ruined it. Um, It's got a slide and Michelangelo is coming down the slide on a skateboard, it's pretty awesome. Pizza. That's pretty throwback. But the thing that I saw that I was interested in that looked like a combination of a lot of things. Okay. Was this last one when I get to it, this. The Thrill Rides Bionic Blast Roller Coaster Building Set. Oh, wow. Okay, well. Okay, so this has a couple of things, right? It, you, it looks ha- like Tinker Toys. It has, the, you have the ability to build the roller coaster. And you and put a marble on it? it? No, you put a coaster on it. A no,
1: coaster? No marbles involved, man. Because for, for many years, there was a marble run thing that you
0: could build like that. like. But then, it's included Included is a cardboard VR viewer, which I guess you hook up to your, you put your phone in there. <laughs> no, 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 listen, because this gets them in because it's still about screens because now they can look at from the perspective of the roller coaster and then you see it and you ride the thing that you just built. I think that the future is can you bring, and that's why it's I It's like Roller Coaster Tycoon Sims in real That's why world. I like the Labo stuff because it's based on the fact that they've got this interest already in video games and screens, but it's bringing them out into the real world into some sort of tangible, analog experience. Can I have that whenever Shepard's done with it after two days? Well, yeah, we're gonna do it, and then I'm gonna put a bunch of Smurfs on it, and we're gonna run those Smurfs over with the car. So I'm you're gonna, gonna teach you my life lesson. So you're gonna eBay Smurfs. Thinking about it. You're joking,
1: you're not gonna do the Smurf part. But that's Don't just. Get my hopes but that's out.
0: something that, you know, sure. Once he builds it and plays with it a few times, eh? We'll bring it to your house. But and then it won't have all the pieces. But at least next time I'm like Shepherd.
1: Can I use it first? I guarantee you, we'll keep all the pieces. Then Shepherd can have it. He want it'll be
0: like mint condition. No, no. I mean, you can buy it and give it to me if you want to do that. I'm not gonna buy it for so, so your family can have it first. <laughs> that's ridiculous. <laughs> Well, I mean, we, I might get it for your kids as a Christmas present. Since when have you bought my kids a Christmas present? Every year. No, you haven't.
1: Yes, I have. What did you buy them last year? A bunch of Smurfs.
0: <laughs> no, you didn't. No, I get, we get your kids' birthday presents. And that's the kind of thing do that we, we do. Hold on, do I give your kids' birthday presents? Our wives handle that, man. But yes. They have They They, they have, have feelings. <laughs> they They care about our kids' futures. You know, we're kinda just along for the ride. <sighs> Not what, true. we what, care about our kids' futures. Gosh. What is, So what uh, all right, let's go into conclusion
1: zone. I, you're, gonna, you're gonna buy Shepard a VR-based Tinker toy set. I, well,
0: I'm gonna go. And call it a day. I'm saying that I am gonna like, resurrect I'm gonna, my He-Man collection. No, I'm gonna buy more toys. I'm gonna get more toys for the kids because I actually want to get them toys so they'll get off of screens. And if there's a transitional moment where they have to use toys that also use screens, then you're, so be it. You're not, just for Shepard. He, what, he's gone. I Whatever I screwed up with Locke is done. Right. You know what I'm saying? His personality mm, is me too, set. Yeah. The trauma is locked in. You know, he is who he's going to be. Right. But those younger, Shepard and Shepard, they got a couple more years they're have of some malleability, little, some
1: muscular. It's really toys. A,
0: ages three through five that you have to worry about. And that's over for us. We've blown it. I wish I had read a book about parenting. Oh,
1: gosh. I miss toys, man.
0: I just want—I want to be a child. This is not about my kids. Who am I kidding? What happened to toys? That was the question that we were answering. They're done. They be, they They're be, over. They became digital, man. They went on a they screen. They are gone. Yeah, and with now, rare exception. It's just for weird people who go to hobby I, shops. I love, old, I love family board
1: games. I love tabletop games, and I love party games. Those are an exception. It's Not what we've been talking about. But the the quintessential action figure world. Is is gone, and I mourn it. We'll speak at you again next week. Okay. Thanks for hanging out with us,
0: and let us know hashtag Ear Biscuits what toy you were obsessed with, and what toys as a kid. your kids are playing with right now. Maybe maybe there's something that we should be getting for our kids who are still of the toy age, and you can you can tell us what we should get them.
1: Yeah, let's do it. We'll talk at you next week because we love you so much.